Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Scripture Uncovered. We saw the first Gentiles come into the church to everyone's astonishment. And now we continue with our story in Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 19. Now, those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. So those who had left after the murder of Stephen, when the rock hit the lake and the ripples went out, many went directly north of the Via Maris to Damascus and onward. Others went to Cyprus, the island of Cyprus, in the northeastern corner of the Mediterranean, and Antioch. Antioch is in eastern Turkey of today. We've been to Cyprus, we've been to Antioch, and we've been to Phoenicia. So we've traveled to these places, we've seen them, and we can just imagine when we're there, the people leaving Jerusalem and going back home. Remember, they were all there for Pentecost. They came from all over the Roman Empire. So the ripples are moving outward now. Now, the message was only being given to Jews. But some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to the Greeks also, Gentiles, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. With that seed planted by Peter, with Cornelius and his family, word got out. Antioch was one of the three major cities in the Roman Empire, in the eastern portion of the Roman Empire. Antioch, Ephesus, and Alexandria, Egypt. Rome, of course, in the western part of the empire, but they were the three major cities. And only three cities, Rome, Ephesus, and Antioch, beautiful cities, had street lighting at night. It was a fabulous place. So, but the message was only going to the Jews. But some men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and started speaking to Gentiles, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Now the Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem. And they sent Barnabas, good old Barnabas, level-headed, mature man. They sent Barnabas up to Antioch to find out what in the world was going on up there. It's one thing to have an exception, to have Cornelius and his family now be part of the church uh, in Jerusalem. But to go out and actively recruit, actively proselytize Gentiles, well, that's another thing entirely. They sent Barnabas up there to check it out. So when he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Barnabas, that discerning man, that wise and discerning man, said, this is God's will. Keep up the good work. He, Barnabas, was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord as a result. Antioch will become the center of Gentile Christianity. And then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. 
You know, Barnabas thought a lot about Saul. Last we saw of Saul, he, he was booted out of Jerusalem and sent back home. And the church finally had peace. It was Barnabas who introduced Saul of Tarsus to the apostles. And then he hadn't seen Saul in quite a while. He heard that he went back home, but whatever happened to him? So Barnabas is up there in Antioch, eastern portion of Asia Minor, and Tarsus is not that far away. So Barnabas thought, you know, while I'm up here, I'm going to look up Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So he looked up Saul of Tarsus. I imagine he uh, got there to uh, Tarsus, and he went into the first internet cafe, Googled him, found him there, and knocked on his door, and Saul opened the door. Barnabas! Oh, it's so good to see you, my friend. Come in, come in. And they had a long talk. What's been going on? And uh, Saul said, Gentiles are coming into the church. I don't know. And Barnabas said, no, Saul, you really need to come have a look. Come, come with me to, to Antioch and, and meet these people. So Saul went with Barnabas to Antioch. And for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church in Antioch and taught great numbers of people. So Saul had his first exposure to Gentiles in the church right there in Antioch. And we note in Acts 11, verse 26, the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Note that. Highlight it. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Remember, you always come down from Jerusalem or up to Jerusalem regardless of direction because you're talking about elevation, not direction. So they came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and, through the Spirit, predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. And this indeed happened during the reign of Claudius. It happens in A.D. 44. That gives us a date here uh, for our story. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So they took up a big collection for the church in Jerusalem because they're suffering famine, and uh, Barnabas and Saul made the journey to Jerusalem. Now, it was right about this time that the King Herod, King Herod, we have four Herods in Scripture. Uh, this is Herod Antipas. About this time, King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. And when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. So he had James, the brother of John. Remember Peter and Andrew, the two brothers, James and John, the two brothers, partners in the fishing business with the father of James and John, Zebedee. James, this James, the apostle James. He had him put to death 
with a sword. Now, we don't know where all the apostles went after Pentecost, but they spread out. And tradition holds that James went to Spain. Now, we'll find later that Saul of Tarsus, now the Apostle Paul, plans a fourth missionary journey to Spain. Not sure he ever went, but he was planning the journey. We learned that in Romans. But James, apparently, tradition holds that he went to Spain and then it didn't have a lot of success. He came back to Jerusalem and here he's arrested and executed. Tradition holds that they took the body of James, the headless body of James, and sent him back to Spain to be buried. That was his mission field. He didn't have great success there, but there were believers there. And they sent him back to Spain, to Compostello, today, and for over a thousand years. Pilgrims have walked the way, the Camino de Santiago, the road to Santiago, to the cathedral there, dedicated to St. James. And inside that cathedral, beneath the altar, is a crypt and the coffin with the body of St. James. We've walked the Camino de Santiago three times now. The entire journey, depending on your route, the French route crosses from France, crosses the Pyrenees and across northern Spain. It runs about 500 miles. It takes about five to six weeks. Uh, the Portuguese route was the first one we walked from Portugal north to Santiago. Then we walked a portion of the French route, and we also walked the silver route, which goes diagonally across Spain. It's a wonderful thing to do uh, if you're a good walker, a good hiker, and uh, just a profound spiritual experience arriving at the cathedral and celebrating Mass on Friday when they swing the great Batufumera. Uh, oh, it's quite the scene. If you'd like to learn more about it, watch the movie The Way. The Way. Uh, it, it's a wonderful movie. We watched it, and that's what triggered us to actually go and walk the Camino. It's, it's with Martin Sheen uh, and his son, Emilio Estevez. Uh, great movie, and you will have a very good evening with Netflix or Amazon Prime watching The Way. So that's James, the brother of the Lord, put to death with a sword. And then they seized Peter. Now this happened to be during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover. And after arresting him, they put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sound asleep between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards stood at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. 
Peter sound asleep. He struck Peter on the side, nudged him with his foot. Get up, Peter, get up. The chains fell off Peter's wrists. And the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and your sandals. Peter did so. Uh, And your cloak. Follow me. Peter followed him out of the prison. He had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was dreaming it all. They passed the first and second guards. They came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them all by itself. And they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel vanished. And then Peter came to himself. He said, what? I'm, not, I'm not dreaming. Uh, what the heck? Now I know without a doubt the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches, from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. And while he's thinking this, suddenly the prison sirens begin to sound. Jailbreak, jailbreak. And Peter then scampered off to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark. Now this John Mark will be the author of our gospel according to Mark. And also Mark is a... nephew of Barnabas, and Mark will travel with Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey. The house of Mary, the mother of Mark of John, called Mark. Now, this is only my opinion, but I think when Jesus celebrated the Last Supper, it was a room in the house of Mary, the mother of Mark. When Jesus ascends into heaven and the apostles and Mary and the brothers and are all gathered together in a room when the Holy Spirit arrives later on, I think that's in the very same room at the house of Mary, the mother of Mark. After Jesus' resurrection, and he appears in a locked room where the disciples are staying, I'll bet anything it's the very same room. So when Peter broke out of jail, or when he was broken out of jail, he went to the room where he knew they would be because they're all there praying for him. And we read that Peter desperately knocked at the door. Open the door, open the door. And a servant girl named Rhoda came and answered the door. Who's there? It's me, Peter. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so astonished and overjoyed that she ran back to the group without opening the door and saying, Peter's at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. But she kept insisting, no, Peter's there. Meanwhile, Peter's, open the door, please. Sirens going. And someone said, well, it must be his angel. It's probably a ghost. He's probably dead. Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And Peter mentioned, motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the brothers about this, he said. 
and then he left for another place. We don't know where he went. Gone, out of Jerusalem for sure. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had happened to Peter. He was under heavy guard. After Herod had thoroughly had a thorough search made for him and didn't find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. They lost their prisoner. They pay, with, pay for it with their lives. Well, what will happen next? And what will happen to Herod? I think I'll save that one for Monday. It's a great story. I love this story. And I want, it, want time to develop it. And I'll do that with you on Monday. So we have the church. Gentiles coming in. Now Saul is traveling with Barnabas. And they go back to Jerusalem. And all these things are unfolding at a rapid pace. The Holy Spirit is working overtime. I told you before that the Holy Spirit is the engine driving the Acts of the Apostles, and indeed, the entire rest of the New Testament. And we see it at work. We see him at work right here in these stories. Blessings to you. Bye-bye now. <music>